Time now for Scoops with Danny Mac, the podcast on 101 ESPN. All right, here we go. It is a Monday edition Scoops with Danny Mac. I'm Dan McLaughlin. This is 101 ESPN Air Comfort Service text line. 65780 Rhino Shield mic drop as well. We'll get to those. I'm going to visit with my broadcast partner on the television side, and we hope to have baseball at some point. That'll be Brad Thompson. You hear him daily on the fast lane, but we're going to focus on baseball with Brad and get his thoughts on, again, what we hope will be baseball coming back this season. A lot of times on the opening monologue, I'll give my thoughts, my opinion on what's going on. I'll do that here, but want to get your thoughts on what you hear from the players and I I thought the players this weekend specifically from the Cardinals were terrific in just being open and honest about what they had to say about coming back to the ballpark which is again not an easy thing to do it's not you know some people say well just go back and play well we're in the middle of a pandemic so it's not really easy to do you know some guys have made millions of dollars and they could just shut it down and say i'm done and that's fine they could opt out no problem got no problem with it i really don't but those that have opted in which is what i prefer to talk about i applaud them for doing it so we're going back and forth with all these different things and hearing different things and it's been so up and down with baseball and really with hockey and with the nba i try to just stay even keel with it don't get too high don't get too low For instance, the first set of tests came back for Major League Baseball, and they were just 1% positive. And you thought, man, that's great. Only 1% positive, and there were so many guys that were tested. And you thought, okay, this is great. Huge news. You know, you feel for those that are positive, but they go quarantine, two negative tests, then they come back. And then 24 hours later, it was Freddie Freeman. He's positive. And his wife says he's very sick, high fever, not doing well. And then it's David Price opting out, one of the top pitchers in the game. He says goodbye to 12 million bucks. A manager tests positive. That's never good. Then the best player in the world, the optics of seeing Mike Trout running the bases, wearing a mask on. The best player in the world running around on a baseball diamond with a mask on. And it does remind you, this is going to be tough to pull this thing off. Freddie Freeman could be your MVP. David Price, top left-hander in the game. One of them. Mike Trout, MVP maybe. Best player in the world. Three-time MVP with a mask on. So you get my idea here. One day, 1%. Next day, optics. Not easy. So instead of those opting out, how about we talk about those that are opting in? They're on the field. They're going through... The testing, I applaud them. Cardinals reliever, well-spoken here, Andrew Miller, and this is so well put. Yeah, it's huge. If, if we're gonna, if this is gonna work, if, if Major League Baseball is gonna have a season, it's gonna be because players have been responsible and staff. It, it's not, you know, the the tier one and tier two, and you know, the individuals that could potentially bring this into our, you know, bubbles. The kind of you know terminology everybody's loving to use right now. It's a, it's a large group of people and the responsibility for them to, you know, I, I mask are obviously a hot topic in some places and, you know, I won't get too political on my thoughts or anything, but uh, if we want to play, I think that we're going to have to be 
very bought into the protocols that the union and Major League Baseball came up with. I think that, you know, we're going to be uncomfortable. There's things that we're not going to want to do. And uh, at the same time, there's a responsibility. There's there's people's health and safety. I, I you know, I don't want to bring it in and give it to somebody else who then gives it to somebody else and, and find out that somebody got really, really sick that, you know, was doing their best to avoid it. And yet somehow I'm at fault. You know, I don't want to be the one that brings down a, a season which billions of dollars of people's livelihoods and this is you know that goes beyond player salary and, and owners earnings you know we have people in this room that are relying on a baseball season i assume to to make ends meet so it's uh there's a lot of responsibility and you know i think that there's going to be a little bit of luck to be completely honest in my opinion but the responsibility part if somebody doesn't if guys don't take that seriously i don't think we have any chance man i appreciate those comments you know it is uncomfortable to see at times players in uniform wearing that mask at least it is for me i saw andrew miller do that the other day watching mike trout run the other day and i thought his comments right there well thought out i see both sides of it and he's right there are many people that are counting on the game to come back but you want to see it done where players feel and are healthy and safe. And Andrew Miller knows there's a long way to go. Absolutely. I mean, I, I you know, I, I think there's still some doubt that we're going to have a season now. We're, we're here, but I'm, I'm from Florida. I, I check my, I read my local paper every day, and I think it's, you know, we're over 10,000 cases again. So, you know, by no means is this a slam dunk. I think we're, we're trying. We're going to give it our best effort. But, you know, for me to sit here and say 100%, I think would be, you know, a lie. So were there various things that I thought could bring it down beyond the virus? Yeah, I think at some points I was a little frustrated with the way it was looking, but found our way through it and we're here. And, you know, now it's on, you know, the onus is on essentially the players and the staff to do their part. And hopefully the rest of society as well to, to kind of get this thing under control so we can play some games and and hopefully, you know, just move forward in a positive direction. All uh, around. Yeah, I think you're getting the idea here. This weekend has been about every single day the message players staff coaches manager be safe do your part be responsible so we can have a season the managers have they gotten that message the players how about mike schilt it's better that they message and are collaborative amongst themselves uh, I, I would say it's in concert with the messaging that's taking place from the organization including myself and um you know part of the clubhouse meeting today was was that and and um they had their own conversation about it and i think it's wonderful and creating clarity about what expectations are and and then we talk about and look you know and i've said it sincere about it our our chief primary concern and mine has always been since the day i started coaching is is the players and making sure they're feeling safe and comfortable and now it's a it's a different world and we're going to make sure that they feel like um, they've gotten what they need. They're getting what they need. They're getting the protocols and they're getting the information and we're executing as, as an organization, which we are. So that's the manager. What about longtime veteran Adam Wainwright? He is at camp. He made it clear to his teammates, especially the young guys, be responsible. Yes. Yeah, that's already been a big topic of discussion for our team. We had a special meeting about it yesterday and uh, you just... I, the, the message from Yadier and myself and Dexter and Weeders and Andrew Miller and Carp was, listen, if we see y'all stepping out of line, we're going to let you know about it really quick because uh, there's no room for selfishness right now during this part of the season where everything has to go just perfect for us to play. 
So there's a lot at stake. There's a lot of livelihoods at stake. There's a lot of enjoyment at stake for fans that are going to watch. And, you know, y'all need stuff to write about. So there's a, there's a lot of people that are, uh, have stuff writing on what we're doing right now. And so it's very important that we that we do what we said earlier. We, we talk about uh, being careful, being safe, controlling what we can control and, and not going too crazy for three months. We're talking about for three months. You know, after three months, we can't dictate what you're doing anymore. But for three months, we need everybody to kind of be good soldiers. So it's not only the three months you're asking them to be safe as much as they can, but uh, you're talking about doing it here in St. Louis, doing it on the road and trying to do this for the fans of Major League Baseball. Yeah, I'll be glad to be a part of that. Uh, that's uh, Anybody who's talked to me over the last few months in person um, can tell you every time I, I talk to them, I always reinforce the idea of, listen, we want to get back out there and play this game for you so bad you know we really i just at the end of the day i i know and i tell you all this all the time at the end of the day what we're charged to do is go out and bring people happiness bring bring some smiles bring enjoyment to people's lives we're entertainers you know that's the end of that's the that's the long and short of it we are paid to be entertainers to bring enjoy enjoy and excitement excitement into people's lives and so that's what we're going to try to go out and do that's adam wayne right now we do have some breaking news from jeff passan after a positive coronavirus test among toronto blue jays players a number remained behind in florida the rest of the team traveled to toronto for training camp sources tell espn the players will remain in florida for a few days before they are cleared to go to canada uh, also, Jeff Passan reporting that uh, the Oakland A's could still cancel their camp today, depending on whether the results from their Friday test are processed and returned today. The Astros canceled their workout today. They're still awaiting the results from Friday's COVID-19 test. Nats reliever, uh, well, he's been pretty vocal about uh, a lot of different topics throughout this entire process that's Sean Doolittle, and trying to get to this point, he summed it up while wearing a mask yesterday and talking with the Washington Nationals media. It does, like, bring to mind kind of where we're at um, in our response to this as a country. Like, we're trying to bring baseball back in a, in a, during a pandemic that's killed 130,000 people. We're way worse off in a, as a country than where we were in March when we shut this thing down. And like, look at where other developed countries are in their response to this. We haven't done any of the things that other countries have done to bring sports back. Sports are like the reward of a functioning society, uh, a, a functional society. And we're just like trying to just bring it back, even though we've taken none of the steps to have to to flatten the curve or whatever you want to say to like we did flatten the curve for a little bit but we didn't use that time to do anything productive we just opened back up for memorial day we decided we're done with it like if there aren't sports it's gonna be because people are not wearing masks because the response to this has been so politicized like we need help from the people from the general public if they want to watch baseball like please wear a mask like social distance keep washing your hands like we can't just have virus fatigue and think it's been like well it's been four months like we're over it this has been enough time right we've waited long enough like shouldn't sports come back now no there's things we have to do in order to bring the stuff back so like and now you want to bring fans back i mean i don't know is that safe i'm not a public health expert but like 
we should probably defer to them on some of these issues. Um, so I, I don't know. I like I don't know if it's safe or not. I really don't know. But like that doesn't seem like something that um, I don't know if that feels like a good idea or not. I really I don't know. It was Sean Doolittle yesterday, and again, the Nationals have canceled their camp today. Now, a statement from the National Hockey League. This just came out as of Monday, July 6th. The NHL has had 396 players report to club training slash practice facilities for optional participation in Phase 2 activities. There have been an excess of 2,900 COVID-19 tests administered including more than 1,400 this past week to this group of players. Those tests have resulted in a total of 23 returning confirmed positive test results for COVID-19. You can see more. And again, that was just tweeted out uh, two minutes ago on the 101 ESPN uh, Twitter feed. So that is just out about two minutes ago. So again, you can see more on that and uh, the 101 ESPN Twitter feed. That was just out. And the... uh, NHL has tried to ratify their CBA. Again, you may hear more about players opting out. This is a very important 24-48 hours for the uh, the major league players. Uh, baseball side, obviously very important for hockey to ratify their deal. NBA getting ready to head to Orlando. Charles Barkley was asked on Thursday night. Again, very important for them. They're getting ready to head to Orlando and get inside the bubble. Barkley asked, is this going to work for the NBA? This pains me to say, because I, I I love my players, obviously. I love my job at TNT, and obviously I got a great deal of respect and admiration from Adam Silver. I don't think we got any chance of finishing this thing. The way this thing is spiking, and obviously Florida is the worst spot in the world right now, and we're taking 22 NBA teams to the hot spot We're taking the WNBA, MLS soccer is going on down there. At some point, we're going to put five guys, subs, 10 to 12 guys going to be in close proximity at some point in the next couple weeks. The chances of us going three months and not having an outbreak, I just think that's impossible. And that's the outlook from Charles Barkley. So we get you caught up. It's been a busy weekend in sports, even though much of it not on the field, but trying to get back to playing. Air Comfort Service text line 65780. Rhino Shield mic drop. Want to hear from you. We'll get to that later in the show coming up next. My broadcast partner on the television side, that's Brad Thompson. He joins me next on 101 ESPN. Time now for Scoops with Danny Mac, the podcast on 101 ESPN. Time check brought to you by Clarkson Jewelers, 1020 in St. Louis. Brad Thompson, part of the Fast Lane here on 101 ESPN, also part of the Cardinals television broadcast as well. And Brad, is always good to hear your voice. I hope you had a great 4th of July. How you doing, buddy? I am doing great, man. Nice long weekend. And don't tell anybody, but look, I'm not coming in in the afternoon either. I took another day off, so don't tell anybody I was with you today. I had no idea that this was a vacation day until Mike Ryder came into the studio and said, it's a vacation day for Brad Tom. If I knew that, I wouldn't have uh, asked you to come on, man. I'm sorry. 
Look, Dan, same as you do for me. If you call, I'm there. I mean, that's what partners do, my man. I got you. I got you. Well, <laughs> I, I got to get you on because, you know, we're, we're all craving. We're all starving for some baseball. I'm holding out hope. I'm trying to be positive. We've heard some negative. We've heard some positive. Where are you right now with baseball? What do you think? Are we going to see baseball this year? Look, I'm right there with you. I'm hopeful. And the, the, the fact that teams are showing up every day and they're doing their, their best to make it happen, uh, that, that makes me happy. I love following it. Man, it's been fun to kind of talk about different actual baseball storylines. We know that these continue to get derailed. And just the idea of teams showing up, uh, I know that you, know, you probably already talked about it or, or will, uh, you got a couple of teams that have already canceled for today. I know the Cardinals have pushed back their workout, but the Astros, the Nationals have canceled. The A's are thinking about canceling due to the fact that they can't get their test results back fast enough. And that's a problem. I mean, it's a big problem that Major League Baseball is going to have to figure out. Dan, you know this. I mean, there are a lot of people that have different stances on this. It's, it's not a big deal. It's a huge deal. We're doing a good job. We're doing a bad job. None of that stuff matters. What matters is – what they're able to do for the stuff that they agreed upon. They agreed upon tests. They said that they'd be back 24 to 48 hours. That stuff's not happening yet. It's a small testing facility in Utah that's getting overloaded. Uh, but And if it's just a thing about a, a holiday weekend, Dan, uh, we got another holiday coming up in September. I mean, Labor Day is on September 7th. Are we going to run this issue when the season starts? That's a problem, but I think that these are problems, hopefully, that can be fixed. Right now, it's about keeping everybody healthy, and at least from a Cardinal standpoint, I think they're doing as good of a job as they possibly can. If you're a player, what are you saying this morning? What, what are you saying to your teammates? What are you feeling as a player? What do you think's going on right now? You know what? I think that the message for everybody, because, you know, everybody's in different parts of their life. Some guys have family. Some guys are single, and baseball is their life. Uh, just in general, but I, I think that if you are there, all right, if you opted to show up and be a part of things, then what you're saying is just echoing what the veterans said to the players yesterday. Hey, we are all in this together. We have to have, everyone has to have each other's back. If you're going to be here, we have to jump through the hoops. We have to wear our mask. We have to go through all of the protocols because if we want to play and if we want to have an opportunity to, to win a championship and to do this together, Look, everybody's got to be in on this. So I'm sure that there are some conversations behind the scenes. Uh, you know, maybe there are some guys uh, talking amongst the, themselves saying, man, I wonder if it's worth it. You know, and you've heard guys talk about it. Uh, John Doolittle has been a guy who's been very outspoken and said, man, I'm wondering. Mike Trout, we've heard from him saying, I'm really not that comfortable yet. But you know what? If you're there, if you've showed up, if you've taken that step to be here, then I think that everybody's going to be all in and make it happen as, as much as it is possible. If Mike Trout, and he's the big domino in my opinion, if he opts out, what do you think that means for baseball? Honestly, I don't think it means a lot. I really don't. I, I think that Mike Trout, while he is he's the best player on earth, and I don't think that there's much pushback on that, he's still one player. And I understand if, if he wants to do that. I understand anybody that, that would like to opt out and just say, hey, it's not worth it for me. But I think it's worth it for everybody else, you know, or the other players that want to be there. So while I think that that might take a hit, and honestly, it might be you, you said the word domino, Dan. Maybe it's a domino for some other stars that say, oh, man, all right, Trout did it. Maybe I can do it, too. I believe that there are enough hungry, great ball players that will want to play 
Uh, and hungry is not right because that's actually Mike Trout's not. But players that, that will uh, will be willing to play the season, maybe their family life is different. Uh, I just think that there will be enough guys that would want to get it done still. In terms of the appetite, generally speaking, from baseball players, and you played this game, you won a ring in 06, what do you think the appetite is right now for players, or do you think they're just doing this because, you know what, it's their job? There's a difference. Sometimes guys show up because they want to play ball. Other guys look at it as a job, and it's a little bit of both, but what do you think the appetite is to play? You know what, honestly, in fairness, I think it's going to vary. I think it varies player to player. There are plenty of guys, and I, I was thinking about this this morning, of what I would have done just throughout my career. Like, uh, you know, as a player, I didn't have a young, I didn't have a family while I was playing. Uh, and I was also like the last guy to always sneak on a roster. So, like, I needed every single rep to be out there. And there are a lot of guys that are fighting that want to be that 26th man or the 30th man at the beginning. Like, those guys are going to be out there and they're going to take every single day as an opportunity. But there are some other guys that maybe are, are more established. Look, we saw David Price say, Hey, I'm not going to play this year. Guys established. He, he left uh, over $11 million on the table. I, I think that it changes for everybody, but no matter what, like if we are fortunate enough to get this season off and I am still believing that it's going to happen, you're going to have hungry ball players that are out there because at the end of the day, they're competitors. And once that game starts, whether it looks, uh, it, it, it looks and feels different, it's still going to be baseball, and if they fought that hard to get out there, I think you're going to see some good games. If you were a young player and Adam Wainwright stood up in a meeting and addressed you about uh, how to behave in the next three months, what do you think that would mean? How would it resonate inside that clubhouse? Well, I think that there's a big-time respect there for Waino and for, for all the veterans. And I think sometimes it's easy as a young player or just a young person in general to feel like you're bulletproof and, hey, my my actions don't really have consequences. But when it's broken down to you like that for a guy like Adam Wainwright and all the jobs that are on the line, all the families that are out there, all the people that every player cares about, I think it, it resonates with guys. It certainly would for me. If uh, when I came in, if it was Chris Carpenter or if it was Matt Morris that were saying those things, I would fall in line pretty quickly because I, I couldn't imagine being the one. And these are circumstances that I never had to deal with as a player. I couldn't be, imagine being the one that kind of messed it up for everybody, where I just felt like, you know what, I'm going to blow this off tonight. I'm going to go out. Then all of a sudden I have a virus that somehow gets in because I'm asymptomatic. And then I ruin it for everybody. I believe that there's a profound respect for the veterans. I think there's a profound respect with these guys for each other. And, uh, that, I, I think, will lead to some good decisions. Brad Thompson is my guest. He's part of the Fast Lane on 101 and also the Cardinal Broadcast on television. Brad, let's talk about if we have a season. Uh, one thing I have gotten from players across the board and just reading on Twitter or wherever I read uh, about baseball, generally speaking, guys seem to be fired up about a 60-game season. Do you, do you get that feeling, too? I do. I, I do because... It instantly throws you right into a pennant race. I mean, I know it sounds crazy. I know it's weird. And I know it's not going to have that feel uh, on July 24th when when the Cardinals are taking on the Pirates, or at least that's what we hear. I know that there's going to be the schedule released tonight at 5 o'clock. But uh, I, I really believe that the guys are, are hungry. And for those, honestly, because I, I was leaning this way initially, thinking, ah, 60-game season, like, what does that really mean? Like, like, what do you really know about a team? Is that real? 
the more I think about it and the more I see all the hoops that these players have to, to jump through, and not just the players, everybody involved. I mean, there's so many moving pieces. Man, I, I think that if they're able to get through this season and crown a champion, it might be one of the most special ones that we've ever had. Now, we, we could end up seeing some random teams, a young team that ends up getting hot. I mean, you know the record for the Nationals last year. They wouldn't have been a playoff team through 60 games. So there is a lot of randomness that goes into it. But I think that the players are excited for the sprint. That's what you always want is at the end of the season, or you start seeing it. All right, here comes, uh, here comes uh, September or, or, you know, middle of August. Okay, we're going we're to go on that six-week jaunt. Man, they're jumping right into that. So we, we don't have Carlos Martinez in camp yet. And what are we, about two and a half weeks away, three weeks away from what would be potentially opening day. Do you see him going to the bullpen? And Mike Schilt indicated it would be a five-man rotation. Where, where do you think Carlos fits into this thing? Yeah, well, I, th- I think that he is really interesting because, uh, and you and I have had this conversation before, I-, I believe he has such tremendous value in your rotation. I mean, I, I really believe that he's a guy that any given day and any fifth day that he can take the ball and just go throw a no-hitter. I think he's got, got that kind of stuff. But when you're up against it time-wise and you do want to approach it with a five-man rotation, look, the other guys that you're going to be battling with I have the opportunity right now to get lengthened out. I know Adam Wainwright has sim- simulated four innings multiple times. Miles Michaelis is set to do so today uh, to, to, to throw to hitters. Dakota's there. KK's been on the mound. So I think it puts him in a, you know, a little bit of a tough spot. We'll see what he looks like when he gets here, how, how he's able to lengthen out. But at the very least, I mean, if, if you've got Carlos around, you got another great option in the ninth inning, and your bullpen ends up being that much stronger. So wherever Carlos falls is going to be a win for the pitching staff. And in the sprint, we're going to see these bullpens used differently anyhow. You might see matchups uh, super early. You, you'll see a lot of urgency. So they're going to figure out the best way for him. And also, Dan, you know there, there's the possibility that maybe he's not in your starting five in the rotation but then a couple of weeks into it, he, he jumps in. Maybe you've lengthened him out. He's been in a little bit of a hybrid role. So I, I would have no concern if he starts out in the bullpen. To me, that just means you've got five other options that are throwing the ball well. DH, what direction do you go in uh, if you're Mike Schilt? Man, I think he goes in all the directions when it comes to the DH. The Cardinals don't have that one clear-cut guy where you just look and say, Whoa, look at you. You are the DH. You're, you're going to be the guy you fit the bill. Now, I know plenty of people are probably saying, oh, oh, well, Carpenter. Carpenter fits the bill. Yeah, I mean, I bet he will for some of it. You plug Tommy Edmond in over at third, and that would leave your outfield to bounce around. Uh, but I, I could see Dexter spending a little bit of time there, and I know some people might be scratching their heads saying, oh, Dexter, well, look, the guy got on base a little bit last year, so maybe you put him on in front of your, some of your boppers, and he gets on base, you score some more runs. I think we're going to see a lot of bouncing around there. I think there's going to be a lot of opportunities. But you might see that as a position too, Dan, where you give somebody a chance for a day, and maybe it's, you know, I'll just throw out a random name, uh, Ron Ravello for a day. And all of a sudden he has a good day. Well, well go ahead. Go, go do it again and see what you can give me. It gives them more flexibility. It gives more opportunities for the ball club. And I think that Mike Schild a lot like everything else that he does, he's going to get creative with it. In terms of, of managing a 60-game season, that that's kind of fascinating, too, and that's part of this that I, I do think the Cardinals have an advantage. We've talked about it a lot, Brad. 
I, I just think Mike Shields a fabulous in-game manager, and it's going to be something to watch across Major League Baseball. How quickly managers, not just Mike, but other guys, go with their starters and really go with guys that have a hot hand in their lineup. Yeah, I'm actually really excited about that. Just in general, the gameplay. Like, are we going to see in the first week of having baseball uh, early on, uh, you know, pressing it? First inning, say, all right, we get somebody on. Hey, let's get them over. Let's get them in. We know each one of these these runs counts. But I think that we're going to see, as far as the pitching staff goes, I think we're going to see a little bit of both because, uh, you know, having the DH now in the NL for this year, uh, it's going to provide some opportunities. So if you have Jack Flaherty and he's stretched out a bit, and you're, you know, doing the the old eyeball test as opposed to watching uh, each pitch. You might let them go out there a little bit longer. We know nobody's going to run into innings limits at this point. So if Jack is dealing in the seventh or eighth inning and he saw 115 pitches, well, go ahead, young man, go get some more. You know, <laughs> you go finish this bad boy off. You know, I, I really think that we'll see a lot of that. We'll see mixing and matching. And uh, you, you've been around Shilty a lot. You know him well. He always talks about his toolbox, you know, and the, the tools that he has in it and the, the tools that each player has, well, he's got a pretty stock toolbox heading into 2020. So I think that we're going to see him pull a lot of different strings. I think we'll see the Cardinals be aggressive offensively. We saw it last year. I mean, they stole uh, tied with the Nationals for the most steals in the National League. I think we're going to see a lot of that, and hopefully we see a, a resurgence of the offense. And, uh, you know, they, they get creative and win a bunch of games. I'm going to wrap it up with this. Give me a position player that maybe isn't on the radar for a lot of people that you're looking forward to watching, and give me a uh, a, a pitcher that you're really looking forward to watching as well. Uh, well, I, I'm sure at this point with the outfield mix, I think that everybody's kind of on the radar uh, because we don't know what it's all going to look like. I, I am interested in O'Neill because he's going to get the first crack, but I'm going to pick Lane Thomas. Uh, as the guy, just because we didn't get to see enough last year of Lane. And, and what we did see was impressive. I mean, we saw power to all fields. We saw him go get it out in the outfield. And he was going to be in the mix come the postseason, you know, had he not get, got hit in the hand, his season was ended. So I really like Lane Thomas. I'm interested to see what his what his role is going to look like or what maybe he forces his role to look like. Because I, I think that he's got the stuff that he could be out there every single day. Uh, and from a, a pitching standpoint, man, they got so many good arms, but I'm just so intrigued by KK. I want to see what Kim is. I want to see where he fits in. You know, the Cardinals haven't had a lefty as a mainstay in the rotation since Jaime Garcia. So if he ends up being there, I want to see what that looks like. And if he's in the pen, I think that he could serve a really nice hybrid role. So there are a lot of options out there. There's so m- there's more question marks, and, and that doesn't have to be a bad thing, but there's more question marks with a lot of the players in general than there is for sure things. But those things make it interesting, especially in 60 games. Awesome to catch up with you, Brad. Miss doing the games with you, and hopefully soon enough we'll be back together and calling some uh, Cardinals baseball. Thanks for doing this. No doubt. I appreciate you having me, Dan. I'm going to go back to working on my cinnamon tam. You got it. That's Brad Thompson of the Fast Lane and our Cardinals TV broadcast. So, I want to get your reaction to some of the things we've talked about thus far. Air Comfort Service text line 65780. Rhino Shield mic drop as well. This is the Monday edition. Scoops with Danny Mack on 101 ESPN. More of what you want to hear. Scoops with Danny Mack in podcast form on 101 ESPN. 
Air Comfort Service text line open for you, 65780. Rhino Shield mic drop as well. Ribs and BK, they're coming up. We do this every day at 10. And our thanks to Brad Thompson. I'm Dan McLaughlin. This is Scoops with Danny Mack. And we start with the 314 on the text line. Love the interview with BT. Love you guys on the broadcast. Thank you so much. Can't seem to find a good answer to this question. You seem to find the answers to a lot of questions. So what is the ceiling of KK as a starter? Like at best, is he a number two starter? Number three, what are we looking at? I think there's a combination of answers with this. I I would say he definitely is, at least for me right now, He's in the rotation. One of the reasons is we don't know about Martinez. Um, Not in camp. So the competition for me would have been at this point, KK and Martinez looking at the five Um, to an extent because Martinez with a shortened season and with no Jordan Hicks might've been edging closer to the bullpen as your closer with a short season. Now edging closer because he's not there. The other thing, too, remember when Sung Wan Oh was here and hitters just could not pick him up? Well, that was the same case with uh, KK in spring training. You could just see guys were not picking him up. He's got a little bit of a deception in his delivery. And I think fans, when you watched him, you would have really liked him. He's got a lot of personality on the mound and good stuff. That helps. So I think the upside is very good. The other part of this, too, is the schedule and seeing when his assignments would come in a rotation. So if you've got a lot of lefties in a lineup, I want to see him go against those lefties. So we'll find out the schedule tonight, as Brad mentioned, at 5. That's when it will be released, and that's when you know uh, when those lefties might. So if you can line it up, depending on the off days, and see him going against lefties in a lineup, uh, that would help, you know, like the Reds, Vado, Mustakas, some of the others that they have in that lineup. That's beneficial. Cubs with Rizzo, things like that. Um, I think we do know that the Cardinals will open against uh, the Pirates. It looks like on the 24th. That's what reports are saying. Let's hope we get there. Danny Mack, this is appointment listening radio every day at 10. Love the show. Thank you. This is from the 573. Give me your rotation. All right, so no particular order. As I said, KK uh, would be in my rotation. Again, I think schedule dictates to an extent. The number one, though, no matter who they're playing, would be Jack Flaherty. Uh, After that, it's up in the air. But I do know that these would be my five. Wainwright, Hudson, then I'm going Michaelis and KK. So Flaherty, Wainwright, Hudson, Michaelis, and Kim. Those are my five, and I've got uh, Martinez in the bullpen. 314, what is your confidence that Carlos Martinez can be a reliable starter this year? I feel like he's been forgotten about when talking about question marks with this year's team. Spring training, he was penciled, if you will, in ink. So I guess you better say he was written in ink, not penciled. Uh, he would have been in my rotation. But now that things have changed considerably, to say the least... Um, he would have been definitely in my rotation. There's no doubt about it. Um, he, he was in. But now it's a 60-game season, and there is no Jordan Hicks, at least in the onset. That could change. Uh, I, I've got him in my bullpen, at least for now. Um, that's where I'm going. 314, good morning, Danny Mack. My question is, this season for Yadier Molina, is he a Hall of Famer? 
Yes. And I ask that because I know there are haters who are going to talk about his offensive numbers not being good enough. Where this hurts this short season, I I think what bothers me about it is that I would love to see him get to 2,000 hits. If he gets to 2,000, he's in. This would have taken him to Jason Kendall, which would put him, I believe, in the top five of games caught in the history of Major League Baseball. He'll move into the top three, I believe, of all-time games played in Cardinals history. That'll happen anyway this year in the first uh, 10 games or so, whatever it is. Um, But 2,000 hits, this is going to put a dent in that. But still, he'll play next year probably play a year after that gets to 2,000 hits so yeah I, I think he's he's headed to the Hall of Fame anyway I, I believe that regardless if he um, if it ended today which it's not going to end today he's in uh, that's just what I think now I'm not biased but I have seen him play every day just about every game of his career the guy's remarkable 636 hate to say this but I think we just need to scrap sports and try again next year disagree I think you have to at least give it a try. Got to at least try. I'm not saying it's going to work, but I think you have to try. I do. Whether it's the bubble with the NHL and the NBA, what Major League Baseball is trying to do. And again, it's easier for me to say that. But there's inherent risk when you go to the grocery store, go to Walmart, go to Lowe's. I come to work here at the radio station. Got to try to make a living. It's inherent risk. Um... Again, easy for me to say as I talk behind a microphone, but I think you got to do it. I think you got to try, and if it doesn't work, then at least you tried, but I think you got to try. And there's so much money at risk, too, with these leagues. That's the other thing. And if it doesn't work, then you're talking about baseball going dark for 17 to 18 months, NHL, NBA, roughly a year, NFL, they're trying to buy some time with the preseason. You can push it back. You know, they can continue to push it back. They can adjust their season. College football, maybe do a spring. There's a lot of different ways to look at it, but you got to try. I mean, the college issue is remarkable. If they don't play this year and what that means for some of the secondary sports, wow. And what it means on the academic side, too. It, It supplies so much money for these schools. It's incredible. And that's why it's another aspect of this that you have to look at. We'll cross it over. Ribs and BK coming up next. More of what you want to hear. Scoops with Danny Mac in podcast form on 101 ESPN. All right, we got Ribs and BK coming up. This is the crossover. And uh, just like anybody on the 4th, it's not America. It's America. I say America. America. And Jamie, you were ready for the 4th of July, man. I saw the picture you posted. Do you want to describe what you were wearing on the 4th of July and what you had in that? What what was it? What was the coaster you had? It was an alligator? Yeah, it was an alligator head uh, as a koozie. And okay. I figured it was appropriate. Not a coaster. You're right. Koozie. I'm a sorry. koozie. Yeah. And uh, we had a cutoff, we'll call it a collared shirt with the red, white, <laughs> and blue on it and a homemade pair of jorts. Nice. That uh, I had uh, carved up myself. And You look great. Yeah. You know, looking good, feeling good. Yeah. Yeah, you sure did. <laughs> Greatest subjective. <laughs> BK, what, you, what were you wearing? I mean, just your typical outfit. Okay. <laughs> shorts, Like a normal person? Yeah, okay, yeah, good. Just yeah. your go-to. All right. Good. <laughs> uh, did you guys have a good weekend, though? Everybody was uh, safe, healthy, had fun? Good. Yeah. 
It was good. It was stre- it was really stress free for me. I, we got awesome. to go over to some friends' house, kick back, relax, throw the feet up, and it was it was awesome. No Friday was our first day off since we've had this new show, so it was nice to be able to do. You know, have some of us still day. called in. Danny, we're a part of the show. Oh, okay. You know, I remember that Wally Pip speech you gave me, <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I'm not leaving my seat even for a day. I'm going to make sure I call in. Yeah, you don't want to get Wally Pipped. Right, I actually did a, I a offered, show. I offered, I just wasn't Oh, accepted. you did a show? Yeah. Oh, I, you didn't get the memo. Yeah, I did a show. Oh, darn it. Yeah. Sorry about that. <sighs> Sorry. subject. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, BK, what do you have coming up on your fine program? Well, we've got Mark Saxon coming up. He was supposed to be joining us live from Bush Stadium during the Cardinals workouts. Yeah. Well, Cardinals have pushed their workouts back yeah. until 6 o'clock tonight. It may be because of the weather. All of this may be just happen chance and bad timing for the Cardinals to delay their workouts, but, you know, uh, they've been delayed. So we'll talk with Mark Saxon about what's going on down at Bush Stadium coming up here in about 30 minutes or so. All right, looking forward to it. Ribs and BK, I'll be back with you tomorrow at 10. This is 101 ESPN. You have been listening to the TV voice of the St. Louis Cardinals, Scoops with Danny Mack on 101 ESPN.